0: From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield & Company with Steve Cofield and Adam Hill, only on ESPN Las Vegas. Good
1: show so far. Great job by the uh, vast sound department getting the Desiree Reed Francois interview. That was a uh, four o'clock convo that was up there by like 425. Kudos, guys. Kudos. Uh, That's up at ESPN Las Vegas. Retweeted uh, on Adam Hill's account, my account, Ari's account. So check it out. Full conversation with Desiree Reed, Francois talking about the hire of Kevin Kruger.
0: Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number Five, Adam
1: Hill, you are crazy. You are crazy. If you go to Florida for UFC 261. As we're trying to get out of a pandemic, we already saw what's going on in um, Miami Beach. If you go there to Jack's in late April, you're a lunatic. Already sent over a video of a fighting event in Palm Beach. Florida people are crazy. Like they've already had, you know, we've already had that. Uh, we've always had that uh, Twitter at Florida Man, where it's like all the crazies in the country all seem to be in Florida. They were all at an MMA event over the weekend. There was a like a full scale brawl in the crowd, chairs flying everywhere, everything is starting to calm down, and then all of a sudden you hear pop, 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 pop. Like, what is going on? You're going to the the freaking I almost said the Garden State, the Sunshine State. You're going to go around these lunatics.
2: Those were warning shots, Steve. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. Somebody was shooting shooting in the air to be like, "All right, let's calm down. Let's calm down." Like the do, what's the do, Burger King do, do commercial. You do you have confirmation on that? Warning shot. No, I mean, if you watch if you watch the video of the of the brawl that was happening, like somebody shooting straight in the air, I think it was like a. I I, I don't. That's not my. That would not be my method uh, of trying to warn people. Like, hey, let's calm down. You know, but bullets clearly, come down if, those they, if they don't hit. If they don't hit something, they come down. Yeah, they know, gravity brings them down. It's not, uh, they're not like zooming at you. Okay. I have no uh, idea what I'm talking about. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Florida, Florida is a nightmare. Yes. I said what's, that when uh, I went to Jacksonville last time. Even though everything was closed last time, Jacksonville is the worst place I've ever been.
1: What's the update on UFC 261 landing there? It's going. Full steam ahead. Oh, for sure. It's booked. It's done. Oh, they're going. Yeah, they're going. 15,000 in the crowd?
2: Yeah, if they can get more, they're going to have more. They're going to have more. more. (laughs) Jam as many people as they can in that place. I'm in.
1: Good for you. If you go, I I hope you make it back. I hope you're safe because Florida is crazy. Number four. We talked to the athletic director at UNLV, Desiree Reed-Francois, last hour. Uh, Your biggest takeaways, I know you asked a question at the end of the interview about was an extension offered to T.J. Uh She mentioned upwards of uh, you know, a dozen-plus candidates. She said uh, multiple candidates in the pool were people of color. What else did you get out of the interview that maybe surprised you? Uh, I will mention the other note. Uh, she did basically say that she started working on this like a month before the decision, and she did say that T.J. Altsaberger was very much transparent about it. She also said that, she and her husband talked on February 16th, and she was like,
2: he's gone. Well, I like not, to think not, that not, came... Not, not the husband. TJ. No. I like to think that that came from our <laughs> it's show. It's kind of bad. Yeah. I like to think that we started the conversation, and then they had the conversation at home after listening to us. Possibly. And and then decided, yeah, he probably is leaving, so she should probably start working on a list of candidates. That's how I like to think the, the timeline went down. Um, yeah, I think the... The confirmation that an extension was offered, uh, which was maybe a bit surprising in that she knew, according to her, that he, if he was offered the job, he was taking it and he was leaving. Uh, so, you know, by offering that extension, you are doing what you can to keep him around and to try to show the, you know, the players in the program and the, you know, the fans and everyone else that you are trying your best to keep somebody around. But she said she had the, the impression this was never going to be about years on the deal or financial dynamics of what he was making. It was just going to be about if he was offered that job, he was going to take it. Uh, and that is what happened. Uh, the fact that she was down to six finalists, according to her, it was uh, three people of color, three Caucasians in that final group of six, uh, with like some, you know, more clarity maybe on, on who those are. I think I know at least one uh, who that was, who that may have been. But um, you know, I thought that was fairly interesting. But the confirmation of the extension to me was. Uh, pretty newsworthy yes
1: uh there was a low point to the interview where i feel like we let Desiree read francois down
3: when you know you know um except for like you when it comes to uh asking people to marry you but um that's a whole nother story i I won't get on that i'll get off that topic right now um but i'm just kidding but we uh
1: (laughs) okay i did laugh i did laugh you want to hear it again you can hear a little bit of laughter underneath it uh, sure. By the way, the vast, the vast sound crew has corrected the audio on this because obviously it didn't hit like Desiree Reed Francois did. I think she wanted uh, uproarious laughter. But you have to understand, when we're on the phone in these radio interviews, sometimes, you know, we can't hear each other. So uh, here's maybe here's a correction. But listen, listen, I think there's laughter underneath.
3: When you know, you know, um, except for like you when it comes to uh, asking people to marry you. But um, that's a whole okay. other story. Okay. I, I won't okay. get on that. I'll get off that topic right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm just kidding. But we... Uh...
2: All right. There you go. <laughs> Better? It's quite a reaction, though. Better? Yeah, sure.
1: Should And as I said, Ari should be ready at all times when there are jokes from host. Let me fire um, this. But
3: I'm just kidding. But we...
1: Uh... Is that long enough? Maybe. Is that long enough? Maybe. Actually, does this go too far the other way?
2: <laughs> Maybe, Yeah, I think it goes too far. Maybe she would have liked a rim shot, though.
1: All right, doesn't have rim shots ready. Um, yeah, she, she would have enjoyed that. On that subject, on the update of the the marriage proposal, because uh, Desiree francois likes to bust the chops of myself and also Bischoff, um, I did get the significant other to watch a show called Marriage or Mortgage that's out on Netflix. It's dreadful because the two uh, dueling hosts, like they've got a wedding planner and a real estate person, they're not good. But the concept mm-hmm. is interesting. You can get 25 dollars $30, dollars $35,000 for a mortgage on a new house or for your wedding.
2: Oh, come on. This, this to me is so down the guy-gal line. Yes, you you're you take the mortgage. It's practical. Why would you why would you even consider taking money for a wedding in that case? Well,
1: the positive here is we watched five episodes and the SO for all five was like mortgage, 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 mortgage. Yes.
2: Of course. Yes. Of course. It's, you're a ridiculous crazy person if you pick the marriage. Well, two of the five actually picked the marriage it's got to be some sort of setup. There's not even a real option. They would have to make it like you want 5000 for a mortgage or 100,000 for a wedding. Like some you know disproportionate amount for sure.
1: Yeah, we all we also have to know like the the economic background of the people like if they're if they're rich as hell, they're like we can afford the you know we'll take the 30 grand for the wedding, we'll probably throw more on top of that and we got enough money for the house anyway. So yeah, you know what this is for the wedding planner. We can buy our own house, we're not even worried about it. Yeah. Uh, that was, that my, other, that was my, other disappointment. That's my other disappointment on the show. Check it out. Like, you really need some poor slobs on there. Like, where it's like, like, mm. it's, like it's a real decision. Like, we're getting justice can of the peace, we... or, or, or like, we are we are living in a shack. Like, this this money is going to save us one way or the other.
2: Or like, can we just get the cash to pay our electric bill? You're like, well, okay, well, this is
1: kind of going off the grid. I wasn't going that, that far down in terms of uh, economic despair. Top three stories. Number three. Oh no! Oh no! Do we have a forty alert? Are we worried about the Raiders here? Did someone
2: go crazy in Rondell Moore? I mean, Rondell Moore is killing it. There's no combine this year, but in terms of becoming a pro day star, right? Like, Twitter was blowing up during his pro day because Rondell Moore ran a four two nine forty look out that is speed oh no. uh, that tells me right there uh he also because he also had a 42 and a half inch vertical
1: with the 17th pick in the 2021 draft and <laughs> okay, now here here's the here's the equalizer how big is he he's 57 yeah like we we saw him play for Purdue and in the Big 10 he's a dynamic playmaker, but is he even a starting receiver in the national football league or is he kind of a poor man's,
2: you know, mostly return man, Tyreek Hill? Um, I think is he a faster, but less strong Steve Smith?
1: I mean, Steve Smith was a little bigger and Steve Smith at like 189 pounds is, I mean, if you tell me Rondell Moore is that strong, then uh, I guess, but Steve, Steve Smith's of the world, I mean, are very unique Adam. That's why he's a borderline sure. Hall of Famer. Now I didn't say that. Hall of Famer, Steve. Don't let him say. Don't let him catch you saying borderline. He'll freaking knock your head off.
2: Did you hear the numbers? half inch vertical. I heard it. I the heard Raiders, it. Fourteen nine and forty two inch vertical. Yeah. You're you're insane to suggest the Raiders will take him at seventeen. They're trading up. This is this is Raiders style right here.
1: Number two. Uh, Raider style. I don't know. Maybe as they renegotiate a lot of these contracts, things are starting to come together here. Marcus Mari- uh, Mariota is back. Marcus Mariota is back. They've got a good backup quarterback, and this time around, it's going to cost them $3.5 million. This was big, right, Adam? This actually puts a little more money into the kitty for the uh, draft pool and also to acquire some more players.
2: Yeah, it also you know potentially makes Marcus Mariota more valuable as a trade piece. Uh, at some point if they want to make that happen. But for the short term, for the immediate time, and for what is known as of now, yeah, it gives them a backup quarterback that is a legitimate quarterback that could potentially be a starter when they need him, as we saw this year. His, able, his ability to jump in and, and fill in for a game is very, very high for a you know, quote-unquote backup quarterback in the NFL. So it's good to have him in the mix. It's good to have him in the mix at a much lower salary than he was at before although this is also still a very incentive laden contract that could get up to a pretty high dollar amount uh but but you have him you know you have your backup quarterback you don't have to worry about that position you've got it locked away and you're not spending an exorbitant amount even though it is a pretty high number for a backup quarterback it's all it ends up being exactly the deal uh that joe flacco just signed with the eagles so i think you're you're more comfortable with marcus Mariota as your backup then joe flacco as your backup uh so that makes some sense for the raiders but yeah i I think this is a this is a solid deal it's the the pay cut that they asked him to take he agreed to take it it tells me that the raiders wanted to keep him around but certainly couldn't keep him around at the price also tells me that marcus Mariota didn't believe he would be a starting quarterback anywhere else and didn't believe he would get a contract higher than this anywhere else uh so he stays in the fold with the raiders uh to uh avoid potentially hitting that market
0: Number one.
1: Adam, have you guys done your grade yet? Are you waiting for free agency to you know really come to a close here? Yeah, I think you have to
2: wait. I mean it's not done yet. It's still you know, it's not early in free agency, but it's definitely not anywhere close to over yet.
1: Just timed. Rim
2: shot mistimed? didn't work. Didn't work there. Was I, was I was I I wasn't trying to joke about that.
1: Come on, Ari. Come on, Ari. <laughs> now, Ari Ari messaged earlier. He said rim shots are old. It's, they don't work anymore. So, especially if they're ill timed like that one. By the way, uh, I hope I hope DRF. You know, she, we know she has a sense of humor. We weren't mocking on her earlier for the uh, the good nature joke. We we're having having fun with the marriage material. Which I think, no, I felt bad. It, it made me laugh. That, that, that was her intent, and I did laugh. I did laugh underneath it. She just couldn't hear me. She just couldn't hear me. Uh, should I play a rim shot for CBS Sports giving the Raiders free agency period? A B minus.
2: Is that too high? Um, I would put it at a C probably because I mean, as we Ooh. talked about, I know, I know one of the things. Well, for now, again, it's not over. So I don't. I mean, that's what, that's what you have right now. Um, you know, we talked about the the pro football focus kind of uh, improvement chart that has the Raiders at the dead flat middle of not having improved or gotten worse in free wow. agency. Uh, you know, Half the teams have gotten worse. Half the teams have gotten better. The Raiders have stood exactly pat right in the middle uh, of that chart. According to
1: CBS, the Raiders have the lowest grade, but their grades are B-. So they gave a better grade to the Broncos. The Chargers got an A-, and I think the uh, Chiefs were in with an A+. plus. Buying into um, that Kyle Long hype, not Andre yeah. James. Hype. No,
2: well, that's not really free agency. That's you know just keeping your guy.
1: I think it's part of it. They include, and by the way, they did not It's it's off season grades, so they included okay. that in the grades. Yeah, guys who are back. So all right, so, yeah. so so regrade them with with what they the guys they brought back and the guys they added. Is it better than a C? No, I still can still see. Wow,
2: Adam, tough um, grader. Yeah, and even Andre James isn't even bringing back. Like he was already under contract, and he remains under contract. It's a new contract, um, so that's a, that's a technicality, though. Um, yeah, because I think that they they have they have certainly improved on the defensive line without a question. There's no doubt about that. I think that the John Brown deal is is favorable as compared to what the Nelson Aguilar deal would have been. I think bringing Nick Morrow, Nick Morrow back is big. Um, they've done a lot. They haven't filled perhaps one of their biggest needs at free safety. They have gotten rid of like half their offensive line uh, from from last season, and they're going to have to try to fill those in. They also spent a lot of money to get a quote-unquote backup running back who is going to be more of a weapon guy. Uh, but I just I don't see where the big improvement is. They've kind of reallocated a lot of what they have, but they haven't really necessarily improved yet. There's still time.
1: Dang. Adam Hill, tough Raider, gives the Raiders
0: a C. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. It's Coalfield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: In New Jersey is where New Yorkers put their garbage.
1: There you go. Classic, classic. Vast Sound Crew drop there. Play it one more time.
2: In New Jersey is where New Yorkers put their garbage.
1: Uh, Adam references one because he's got. Uh, he was actually the drop machine, way back in the day as Mister X. Uh, did you ever look up the name? The, uh, of the, who said of the, that? Of the guy from the Catholic League, I think it's Bill Donahue from the Catholic League. I couldn't remember the the uh, last night show. I could not remember the guy's first name, but that that is probably a cut from 2006. And we're both like, we can we can still do it verbatim.
2: Well, then because then we started also doing like a whole back and forth of uh, there was. New Jersey it was like a, a jingle and then we play a lot this... of
1: I think it was a daily show did a did a hit piece yeah. and uh well John Stewart is actually from Central
2: Jersey is that what you claim also
1: uh yeah there is a central Jersey uh update by the way on your position on the show in terms of your might uh Ari was saying earlier when we talked to Desiree Ree Francois that uh when Ari first picked up she was like hey is this Adam so she she thinks you. Oh, answer. oh, boy, that, boy. that's a shot.
2: What a slap that's in the hot. face.
1: Now, that said, we're probably a couple months away, uh, you know, from an economic standpoint in radio that uh, you we, we may be doing old Seat Williams shows. Seat back in like 2002. You'd be live on the air. Let's go to a caller. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Live right on the air. No, no, nothing. No, no screening. Nothing. Just, just go. Just punch live it out. You know, it worked. it worked. It worked. Sorry, Ari. It worked, buddy. Snip, snip, snip. Not that I'm recommending it, but you know, be careful. Everything you can do, buddy. Max out, max out the uh, the output. All right. Uh, news today on the Raiders. We talked about Mariota. He's back. Nevin Lawson's back. So does this mean they're just done tweaking with the defensive backfield? Is there is there is there going to be a new name or a big ticket item?
2: I mean, I don't know. There's, there's going to be a big ticket item. Uh, no, no, Richard think- Sherman. Yeah, I mean it, it's possible. I just think that they're they're going about this and, and trying to figure out how to add pieces, how to get the best team they possibly can. And um, you know, what if Richard Sherman goes somewhere else? What if they can't land him? Uh, there's another guy in the mix. I, I think that they're trying to sign as many, you know, NFL capable bodies as they possibly can, especially in the secondary. Especially, I mean, if you look at what they've done on the defensive line, it's like let's just throw a bunch of bodies in there and hope a couple of them work out. That's that's what they're that's what they're dealing with. And I don't know that that's the mission that defensive back, but um, the more guys you have, the more likely it is that you're going to find guys that are capable of playing in the system and, and impacting a game on Sunday. And that seems to be what they're doing.
1: Still need the help though. Still need the help. got to add some more bodies. Um, I mean, I, I'm excited to see what, you know, uh, Trayvon Mullen does in year three. And then can we actually get a look at a healthy Damon Arnett? I mean, that's, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, let's get to the golden Knights on the way back. Stormy, Stormy checks in every Tuesday In the 5 o'clock hour, very busy schedule with the uh, Golden Knights playing a lot of Monday games. So Stormy's going to come on in and we'll uh, get back into that decision now that's coming up about the uh, goaltender battle and how they split it because Leonard looked awesome in the game last night. And for, uh, you know, most of the time that Leonard was out, Flory was dynamite.
0: The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today. It's time for VGK ringside reporter Stormy Bonatoni on Cofield and Company.
1: Stormy's in on a Tuesday, Adam, Cofield, Ari. Stormy, how you doing?
4: I'm great. How are you guys?
1: We're good. We're good. Were you following the uh, NCAA tournament this past weekend and uh, your Aztecs? That didn't work out.
4: Wow, that's how we're going to start this one. Thanks. No, <laughs> you know what? No. I start I start yeah. and then I
1: build I build upwards.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, a rough uh, rough go for the start of the tournament. I mean, and for my bracket as a whole, honestly, it's garbage. But especially being embedded with the team this year and having San Diego State lose to Syracuse, I definitely got an earful from Alex Tuck about that. So that yeah. hasn't been hasn't been wow. super fun.
1: Well, here's the glass overflowing. If you if uh, if I had told you that you may lose the first round game, but you get to keep Ryan Dutcher, I think I would take that trade because I think Dutcher's staying. Minnesota chose another guy to run the program, so I think I think you guys are good for like another five or eight years.
4: Yeah, I think that that would be incredible, especially like just so he's been with the program forever. Obviously, with yep. Steve Fisher. Beforehand and I love what he's done and how he's kind of continued a lot of traditions but made his mark in a new way, and he's a great coach. Like, definitely hope that he's around for the long haul, but I had them going to the Elite Eight in my bracket, so I'm a little emotional.
1: Damn, you're still emotional. All right, uh, Stormy's with us. Well, you know, it's it's nice to have experienced guys like uh, Shackle and Matt Mitchell. I'll make the clunky uh, transition here to the goalie situation with the Golden Knights. It was good to see Robin Leonard back, and especially yesterday playing so well, knowing that Fleury has been playing so well.
4: Yeah, 100%. Obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury taking the bulk of the work while Robin Leonard was out with a concussion, but to see Robin Leonard in his two starts back be able to get two wins, and particularly last night, to see the team in front of him clamp offensively and defensively, only allowing three shots, so Leonard got you know a little bit of a um, you know, a reprieve in the third period, which was nice. Um, but he's been doing really, really well. And especially after all that he's gone through having to deal with the rumor mill and the things that people have said about him with his mental health and, and rehab in and different situations, that he tackled that head on his very first press conference back and was so eloquent and, it's such a good representation, in my opinion, for people with mental health issues. And um, it's just really, really cool to see that not only is he doing what he's doing on the ice, but he's doing it off of the ice. And it's not for any self-recognition or anything else. He's doing it to make himself better and make the people around him better, which I think is really special.
2: It, it was such a kind of an unexpected and powerful moment at that press conference. Were you surprised that it was that open?
4: I didn't even expect him to say that he had a concussion. I mean, given some of the comments that Pete DeBoer had said, of course, you know, symptoms, you don't hear, you know, an MCL or anything like that being symptomatic. So you definitely have the inkling from the public's point of view that it might be that. But for him to come right out and say, hey, this is what I was feeling. You know, you guys don't know what's going on. Only myself and the team and the organization know what's going on. We've been working through it, and I was just really impressed. You know, you don't get that from professional athletes in general very much, like in a one-on-one setting, let alone in a public forum like that, and I thought that everything he said was just extremely well put and thought out and honest, and it was fantastic.
2: Just from a pure hockey perspective, do you think – like, I guess, what do you think the team's reaction was to him playing so well in his return here? Is it a sigh of relief? Is it – just like, you know, an acknowledgement of like this is what they expected. Like what is the kind of sense of everybody of how well Robin Leonard is playing right now?
4: Yeah, I think it's just a reminder that the plan is working. <laughs> and this <laughs> yeah. like you said, it was it was what the goal was from the onset was to have these two elite goaltenders available to keep each guy fresh and energized as much as possible to give them the best chance going into the postseason. Uh
1: oh. I think we lost her. We'll, uh, we'll try to get Stormy on a on a clean line. I always say that like it's a landline. We'll get her on a clean line. All right, Stormy's back up. Hey, Stormy. Sorry
4: about that. What happened? Hey, sorry about that. I hope that you guys can hear me better now. That's what happens when I'm driving. I wasn't expecting to be driving during this time. But, okay. um, yeah, just uh, Marc-Andre Fleury obviously um, was great for that 18 or so game stretch that he was starting essentially – every game, and for them to be able to know that Marc-Andre Fleury, I mean, that Robin Leonard, rather, is back, and that he's fresh, and that you're able to go every other game and see who's the best on a given night for a certain matchup, that was the plan, and so uh, it's really good for the team to be able to have that.
2: Do you think, I mean, we were discussing it, we don't know yet what the plans are, we, know, we don't know on a day-to-day basis who the goalie is going to be, but are you getting the sense now that it is going to be every other day, just like the plan was at the beginning?
4: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that especially to work Robin back in, um, and he still got to work on his timing. And, you know, he said that he wants to get practice time on those high-end shooters because angles and things like that are probably one of the hardest things that it takes to come back. Um, and so, yeah, I could see that for sure, that it being in every other game thing, and at least for the foreseeable future, just to get him worked back in and get him comfortable.
2: I know uh, we were discussing earlier the the third period magic that this team seems to have, especially at home at T Mobile Arena, especially in front of the fans when they're there. And you know, the more you ask players about it, and you ask Pete DeBoer about it, like you, there's not a real answer of like why they're good in the third period. I don't think anybody really. There's no, there's nothing you put your finger on. There's nothing tangible, but it just keeps happening. Like, what do you, what do you think the reason is? Just listening to what their answers are, like I have, it's hard to interpret but what is your sense of why they're so good in the third period?
4: I think it's because they're a good team. <laughs> and I know that's such <laughs> like, a lame, it's a lame answer, but in truth, I think that when it's crunch time and when you need to secure a win, the, the team that has the better heart or more hunger or whatever it is, is going to rise up. And I feel like the Golden Knights just have that it factor this year that in the third for whatever reason it is, they're able to put their foot down on the gas and finish a game. And I mean, you look at that goal differential, it's like 43 to 24 in the third period. It's really, really impressive. And it's just, I mean, they do it in the first period too, to an extent, scoring first yeah. and their record when scoring first. So it's kind of like their second period might be the lull a little bit, but if they can start games fast and finish hard, that's a championship caliber team, in my opinion.
2: The uh, the big moment last night for you know fans that have been kind of tracking this for the season and for the teammates for sure was the first goal for Keegan Colasar. Uh, when those moments happen, like they're they're just so special, and it's so crazy to see how excited the other players get.
4: Oh my gosh, I loved it! And where my broadcast position is is for Keegan turned around after scoring the goal and just like, released the biggest smile of all time and was heading, like, straight in my direction before he hugged the other guys on the ice. Um, and you could see every tooth in the kid's mouth. He was just so happy and so relieved. And everybody on the bench was saying, about time. And But honestly, for me, like, those are the kind of moments that remind you when you're in the grind of a season how fun the game is and that at the end of the day it is a game and it's about those moments and the pure joy that you saw from him and the reaction from everybody it even you know brought back memories of Mark Stone's first goal and you know what it means to Pete DeBoer seeing all of those moments come to fruition when you know a kid's backstory and so happy for Keegan so happy he got to call his mom and, and you know sister right after the game and. Have his sister stop giving him a hard time about it. It's, it's those <laughs> types of things that, that make this game special. <laughs>
1: it's the voice of Stormy Von Tony up with Cofield and Company. Where are you driving to?
4: Home. <laughs> okay. I got some Olive Garden curbside to go, and I'm taking it back to the Casa.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. You're so ingrained in the show, like, even more so than you are The O.G., the, the snooty attitude about Olive Garden. Let's do it.
4: Great! Oh my gosh. Okay, so I feel like I'm the worst Italian because I mean my last name is Bonanzoni, but I love me an Olive Garden salad and cheese raviolis, and I got a black tie moose cake. Just let me live. Let me like what I like.
1: You know what? I love that so much. Let me live because because I'm not. A, I don't think I'm as Italian as you are. I'm probably a little over fifty percent, right? But not with the last name. Um, and I get it all the time where people are, "Yo, like, oh, you 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 know you you eat your sauce out of a jar." I'm like. Yeah, what stop with the the pointing down like you're a real Italian and, and the rest of us are not.
4: Don't act like before. you've never had ragu before. We've all had ragu before, okay?
1: Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're, we're all going home because we all got like six hours to make freaking sauce all day long. Like I got a job, okay?
2: Take it easy. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I just, I just got I just got heavily into the uh the New Jersey accent, though, that was a bit of a mistake. I, I lost I lost my cool, Stormy. I lost my cool. Um, stalking your Twitter account, which is uh, what we were doing for a long time, but we, uh, we lost that feature. We didn't have a sponsor. Uh, today it's brought to you by Silver 7, so they're back on board. Stalking Stormy's Twitter. Um, I saw you make a comment about laundry. What was going on? You were very angry one day about laundry.
4: Oh, because we're on the road so much, and when I'm home even, I'm still at the rink and working, and Pizza Boar makes fun of me every trip for how big my suitcase is, because i got to bring a lot of junk, and of I course. just had so much laundry, it had piled up from the 10-day trip and the last trip, and I mean, I had a couple of hours to do it, and I had to, like, timer it so that I was being able to get the laundry out at the right time, like, exactly when it stops, when usually I leave it in there for hours and have to rewash it. Like, that was not an option, and it was terrible.
1: I'm, I'm confused here. You're in a relationship. Can someone else not step up and help with the laundry?
4: It's actually really rude. He will just pull my clothes out of the dryer and, like, throw them at the foot of my bed. When I fold his laundry whenever he leaves it in there, like, the disrespect in my mm-hmm. household i am gonna have to clip this this audio recording out and just like hear hear that that was your first reaction was that like can't someone help you out he needs to hear this,
1: dude you gotta (laughs) come on man you gotta help uh last thing uh not to get super cheesy but i started watching a new show on netflix called marriage or mortgage uh basically couples are offered uh, about 30 grand for either a wedding or a mortgage uh without even seeing the art because the art the arguments are very enticing i'm not a big wedding guy but man, these wedding planners put some. I man, they put some nice stuff together. They, she, the wedding planner pitched one of the couples a ranch fountain. I was like, oh my god, I might pass on the mortgage Ooh. for a ranch fountain. It's a fascinating show. It's a fascinating show. Okay,
4: well that's good to know. Yeah, I'm down for the ranch fountain. But can I get that put at the house you're giving me a mortgage for? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, I want both.
1: I want all of it. I want all of it. Or Can we negotiate one part, uh, you know, here for the uh, the mortgage and one part for the marriage? All right, Stormy. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you for checking in, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay.
4: Thanks, guys. As always, talk to you later.
2: Enjoy you the OG.
1: Stormy's the best. Yes. I was so happy when she talked about the uh, the Olive Garden.
2: I didn't hear a mention of breadsticks, though. That was a little disappointing.
1: Uh, it's a given. You don't think she's a breadstick lady?
2: Come on. No, I think she. No, I think she is. But here's the thing: I was the whole time all I was thinking about is how are breadsticks in transport. Like, once you get them home, are they still oh, good? I feel like they're oh. only good in the restaurant.
1: Um, You know, that's a good point because we had that whole issue with the uh, McNuggets with the steam. Yeah. Those breadsticks fresh. Oh, my God. They get a little steamed up. All of a sudden, the ends start getting crunchy. Uh,
2: in the you in know the know basket, what? at on the table, in the basket, it's a dream. But it could be a nightmare when you get them home. God, when is the
1: pandemic going to end so we can go 100% and all pile into an olive garden? <laughs> That's really the
0: ultimate goal here. Let's just get this thing over with. Want more? Cofield and Company. The guys are back with their late night pod tonight at ten thirty. Watch at Steve Cofield on Twitter or on YouTube. <laughs> Cofield and Company presents.
2: Hey, hold on! up! up!
0: Grab bag.
3: Don't touch it. Don't even look at
0: it. <laughs> Only on ESPN <laughs> Las Vegas. Las Vegas.
1: Stick your hand in there, dude. We had the UNLV's athletic director on earlier, uh, Desiree Reed-Francois, and I tried uh, as much as I could, Adam, to get her to say that she was really annoyed with TJ Otzelberger. She wouldn't do it. Um, I am annoyed. Uh, I am like a stalker now. He was on Iowa State. Well, check that. Des Moines Radio. Uh, You know, Ames is right down the road. Uh, Otz appeared with the local radio show, and uh, I sat there listening, and I was just like, Just, just irked, man. Just irked. Uh, give me, uh, give me a piece of this interview.
3: You know, kids from the upper Midwest and through the Midwestern region, uh, they grow up with a fond, uh, you know, with a knowledge of what Iowa state is, what, what, what it means to, to be in central Iowa, what those Midwestern values, they've seen what it is. Hilton magic, right? The best home court in the country. We need to be the Midwest option for the big 12. I grew up in Wisconsin. This, this, Upper Midwest region, is there's a lot of Big Ten teams. And this isn't a dig on the Big Ten, but the style of play maybe isn't as fast. It's not as open court. It's not as athletic. Um, And so, as a result, we have a unique brand here in the Upper Midwest. We are the option if you want to play in the Big 12.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right. Best home crowd. Okay. I heard that one. Um, Big Ten plays slow on athletic basketball. Is that right? Okay. All right. You know I'm just looking for stuff at this point of course. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just jilted I'm disappointed for UNLV fans I like Otts And uh, he was always nice to me uh, But,
3: but man, could, I'm burned by, this just, breakup.
1: burned by this breakup
2: Clearly, but couldn't we just plug in UNLV for Iowa State And Thomas and uh, Mack for Hilton Magic And was he, that was the same The same interview we did here
1: uh, Maybe we'll hear some of those talking points In this bite
3: well, before we even go into the basketball part and how that goes, I'll tell you this. Under Coach Campbell, it's, it's the five-star culture. Under Coach Fenley, it's the Iowa State way. And in our program, and as you look at those basketball programs, it's about studying program culture. It's about daily habits, finding student-athletes, young men that love Iowa State, that are passionate about the Cyclones being successful, that understand Midwestern values, that take that sense of pride in our program. That's who we are, and we have to find the right people. You start there. You build the habits. You create that work, that workmanlike culture, and, and make sure that every day, my job is is the accountability piece. And there's nobody more accountable than me. And uh, so much of leadership ends up being, you know, me leading by example because young people are just watching a lot more of what you do than what you say.
1: Yeah, there you go. Leading by example, dedication, loyalty.
3: Yeah.
1: There you go. There you, go. <laughs> you and I always love, and I know, I know he's got to play to the crowd, and we're just having some fun with Otzelberger uh, leaving. It's not fun. Uh, but you and I always love the Midwestern values. Because I got to tell you, the, the kids in Vegas and the West, ugh, oh, God. It's no, it's no, No values. They have no values. They're only what like the kids from the Midwest.
2: What exactly are Midwestern values? Oh, and that,
1: I mean, those of us from the Northeast. Ugh. In, you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut, uh, you know, uh, the Kokans of the world. The Pauly D's from Providence. Jersey folks. In Philly, New Jersey
2: is where New Yorkers put their garbage. There's
1: no values. Nah, I'm just. He's playing to the audience. That's what, they, you know, that's what they, they want to hear. There, that they're, there's some superiority with the Midwestern values.
2: So whatever. But I was uh, I was feel attacked by this because I know. first of all I was, bo- I was born in the Midwest, even though you don't consider Michigan the Midwest. Uh, I was for a while growing up at DC Elite, and now now I'm a West Coast guy. Yeah. Like I don't know what I, well, I don't know where I fit. What values do I have? None. So you can go hear
1: that entire interview. Uh, it's on my Twitter account, KXNO. I keep, I keep getting the name of the station wrong, but I tweeted that out a little earlier. It was interesting to hear him talk about Iowa State, and he clearly he loves that place. He, he feels real good, and he did the right thing there. Matt Campbell's a freaking hero with their, you know, their five-star uh, character that he pitches all the time rather than five-star player. So he's doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing.
3: Stick your hand in there, Dave.
1: Have you noticed my new thing? I'm actually going back. These are my jersey values. I had a cousin, Danny, who uh, I don't know. I just always remember. He was like 15 years older. I always remember him. Uh, one, he was always picking at his skin. He had some sure. skin issues. Maybe maybe some other issues that were uh, making a skin breakout. All right. Okay. Sure. Take take it easy with uh, whatever you're buying on the street corner, brother. Um, but uh, he always used to like comb his hair a lot, and then like comb his beard. So I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the road, comb the beard and hair guy. Are you
2: good with that? um no that's weird what do you mean just weird You're this comb, comb over is beard? Not
1: gonna, this, this comb over is not going to do itself
2: it's fine but combing the, comb the beard is coming the beard's a weird one why I'm trying to tame it it's crazy mine's pretty good right now i'm I'm working on it it's, it's coming in i almost have like an actual full beard
3: stick your hand in there Dave.
1: Thank God, Stormy's on uh, not on right now because you remember her comments about my beard a while back. She was like, uh, "It's not really a beard there." What beard? On a week. Uh, speaking of Stormy, she actually stayed uh, on the station. She was she was kind of listening to the aftermath of the interview. Um, we had questions about breadsticks at the OG if they travel well because she had picked up some Olive Garden food. What was her answer? Did she she tweeted at you about
2: the uh, breadsticks? Yeah, she said twelve seconds in the microwave and we're back. Apparently that's the secret. Stow them in the microwave and they'll be fine. I mean she is Italian. That's, she knows the Italian hacks. God, those breadsticks are so delicious.
1: What a they dream good. they are. They are yeah. good. Ari, you look like you had something to say for like the last five minutes. I feel like we we kept stymieing what you were gonna say. No, it was just your uh if you're gonna do the beard thing, I would maybe wait until after pandemic is officially over to do that in public. Is that not hygienic? <laughs> It's kind of hard. Uh, yeah, to do I don't know. It's kind of well, hard to do with a mask. It would tip. kind of weird me out in public. Why yeah, is that kind of guy hard touching to his face all day and then coming it's over tough. to me? It's tough. Yeah, shaking hands, right? Giving you stuff. Uh, back in the bag <laughs> one more time. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, no, Antonio Tarver, Frank Mir fight. Nope, it's off. Tarver pulled out. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, LVsportsnetwork.com. Go listen to all the great interviews today. Kevin Kruger and Desiree Reed, Francois.